The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Na, 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 come on. Na, 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 come on. Brock or the Boston Celtics can win the whole thing. I'm a Celtics hater. I've been accused of it. But damn, do they look good. But Ime Udoka looks like he should have won Coach of the Year. Guys who were just useless are incredibly useful now, like Grant Williams, Al Horford coming out of the grave, showing up, scoring 30. Grant Williams hit three, seven threes in Game 7 against the defending champs. I'm not sure he had seven threes all year last year. Like he was basically a random role player with Aaron Neesmith. Him and Aaron Neesmith were on the same level. And yes, I know the Bucks were missing Chris Middleton, but I don't even know if it would have mattered that much. The Celtics were missing Time Lord most of the time. They missed Marcus Smart for a game that they won. The Celtics just went out there and out-schemed Bud. Bud is trash, isn't he? He is a trash, 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 trash coach. And because he won it all, he gets to stick around. We're talking space ball again, folks. Lots of length. Grant Williams, who can shoot the three, he can space the floor, he can defend. He's got a booty, he's got quads, he's got hammies, and he can defend Giannis. Al Horford doing the same damn thing. You can't move me off my spot, Giannis. I can bam on you too. He can shoot threes as well. Like I said, he had 30 points on the road in Game 4. E-May just coaching his ass off. The teams that win without good coaching, looking at you, Bucks, there's teams like them. And then there's teams that had an elite roster that nobody could figure out how to use, like the Celtics. Brad Stevens very clearly didn't know what he was doing because this is a team that now feels like it's going to win it all, and the roster's largely the same. From last year, Celtics were 20, 20, 25 and 25 this year. This year, 25 and 25, 500 squabbling, people calling each other out in public, email Udoka saying they're soft, saying they don't pass the ball, saying they're whack. Just literally being like, holy, he is ripping them up. Marcus Smart saying Jalen Brown doesn't pass anybody the ball. They lo- they're losing big leads after big leads. Last year, I think they gave up like. 17 fourth quarter leads that were over 10 points. Now they're the most dangerous team in basketball that you feel like even if they're down 10, they can win games. And the funny thing about the Game 7 is that Ime and Jason Kidd both ran circles around Monty Williams and Mike Budenholzer, who both were in the finals last year. Really quickly about Bud. What were you doing? Putting Grayson Allen 
and George Hill out there. Like everyone on Twitter. This is like so many dumb people on Twitter, but everyone agrees that that had no, that was indefensible. Like you need to be, you need to be Cersei in Game of Thrones. Like where we cut all your hair off and we make you walk naked through the street where we say, shame, shame. Like that's what Bud did. Like that's what you need to do. We need to get you down to the Deer Park and we need to like treat you like a handmaid. You know what I mean? And for Monty, you can't fall behind by 30 without making radical changes. You just like, I don't even know. The coaching, the people tell me the coaching doesn't matter in the NBA. Like, where are you now? Where are you now? Coaching is important. And the Celtics are now dangerous because they've got a good coach. Quick little preview before we go of the two conference final series. Let's go to the East first. Boston versus Miami. This is why I think Boston can win it all. Just a battle of very, very good defenses. Really, really going to be a tough matchup on Bam Adebayo. You see what they did to Rob, Robin Williams. Uh, Robin Williams. Rob, Robin Thicke? Nope, not Robin Thicke. Robin, nope, not even Robin. Brooke Lopez. You, they're get, P.J. Tucker's going to have to play small ball. He's going to have to play the five. He's going to have to shoot threes. He's going to have to defend everyone. Jimmy Butler, obviously, is a good defender, but they have nobody down the stretch who can get you an ISO basketball, whereas the Boston Celtics feel like they've got a few. They've got Tatum. They've got Brown. They even have Marcus Smart a little bit who's doing it, too. I think it's going to be a very difficult series for the Heat. I mean, the Celtics found a way to to neutralize and shut down Kyrie and KD, two of the most prolific scorers of all time. Then they... Didn't shut them down, but they found a way to significantly limit Giannis in many games. Not every game, but many games. I think he had three games under 30. And Miami is nowhere even close offensively to those two teams. Like, who is the best scorer on the Miami Heat? Is it Tyler Hero? Is it Jimmy Butler? That goes not even the same planet. As Giannis, KD, and Kyrie. Not even the same stratosphere. It's going to be trouble, trouble, trouble. Kyle Lowry's nowhere to be found. Tyler Hero's been up and down. Duncan Robinson's on a milk cart and can't play defense. Jimmy Butler, yeah, he he had two 40-point games, but like we know what it's like when you just defend him like crazy. We know what he's like in the fourth. I promise you, folks, prediction time. Jimmy Butler's going to have some late-game situations where he's going to have the ball, and I tell you, it's not going to go in. The ball is not going in. The Heat are going to also make it tough on the Boston Celtics with their defense, but I tell you what, these guys are sharing the ball really well. Like, Jason Tatum might be unguardable right now. 6'10", 6'11". Just, I don't think he hit the rim in the last two games of that series. It was just, just all net. Things, you see him, he's shooting from 30, and you're like, yep, that's in. That's going in. He's just shooting over everyone. He's doing what Kevin Durant does. No one can stop him. And I like Boston's chances with Tatum and Brown and Smart and Horford and Grant Williams over the Heat's options in, in Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler and Gabe Vincent. I think Boston in six. It might not even go that far, honestly. It might not even get to six. Out west, let's go out west. 
this one's fun. This one's super fun. Mavs facing the Warriors. Normally, you see a Game 7 that leaves the winning teams just completely gassed for Game 1. No, sir. No, sir. Uh, Luka didn't even play in the third and fourth quarter of that last Game 7. Mavs basically had an off day. They were done. That was like a scrimmage. That was a walkthrough. Game seven. The game was so out of reach. They were up. I didn't even say this. They were up 45 points at one point. They were up almost almost a 50-piece on the a team that just went to the finals. Everything that the Mavs did to Utah and Phoenix is something I think they're going to try to do again against Golden State. I think it's going to be a war of small ball. I think it's going to be Luka bullying people. I don't know who's guarding Luka. That's going to be fascinating. Who will it be? Is that Clay? Is it going to be Draymond? How? What are they going to do, try to do to Luka? We heard also Jay Kidd is now challenging Luka to be not a defensive liability and try to be as close to LeBron James as a player as he can. That is terrifying. Luka can score in ways that Steph can't which we'll talk about in a different episode because I've got so much to say about the point guard position, it's not even funny. But I don't have time for this right now. Luka probably has a better outside shot than almost anyone but Steph right now. Definitely a better outside shot than, than Chris Paul, better outside shot than Ja. Like, Ja Morant doesn't have the type of outside shot that Luka does. The perimeter offense of the Mavs is much better in the half court than the Memphis's. This is a team. Memphis was a team that they probably should have put the bet, put uh, Golden State to bed in five. So there's a lot of people saying Golden State's going to have it easy. There's not going to be easy, folks. The big thing I think that Golden State has going for them is not only do they have championship pedigree and experience, they've been there before. They've got three guys that are very, very connected in Clay, Draymond, and Steph. They also have another score in, in Jordan Poole. And also, by the way, we need to just quickly discuss it because I didn't. Andrew Wiggins played the best basketball of his life. I've never seen, like, playoff Wiggins is the stuff of legends. It's just bricks on bricks on bricks on bricks. And he hit every clutch shot in game six against the Grizzlies. I don't even know what to say. RIP to the Grizzlies, such a fun team. Going to be a game of streaks, going to be a game of runs. Both teams play elite defense. Probably going to be a game of unders, truthfully. But also they can score so fast, so I don't even know if you touch it. My prediction, oh, because I have to do it. I have to do it, Mavs in seven. Oh, my God. Let's do some real quick questions before we get up out of here. Real quick seen these questions at all, so I'm answering off the cuff. First time ever. Tyus Jones says he thinks he's a starter in the NBA. Can you build a winning team around Tyus Jones? Tyus Jones says he's six feet, but he's probably 5'11". Like, let's be honest. Um, so Tyus Jones says he wants to be a starter, which means he's probably gone from Memphis because Jaws the starter, right? Um, he averaged 9-2-4 and four in about 20 minutes per game. We gave him love all throughout this season. He's got the best assist-to-turnover ratio in the NBA. 
best protector of the ball in the league, which means a ton in the playoffs. Uh, when Jaw went out, he averaged 16, 6, and 7 in 34 minutes and averaged just one turnover per game in that time. Pretty insane considering how good Golden State's defense is. So, yeah, I think he's a starter. Can you build a championship roster around a guy like that? You're going to need a lot of good wings. You're going to need, in this new quote-unquote space ball evolution that we're getting, you're going to need guys who can shoot threes, who can defend, who are 6'7". You need a 6'5 shooting guard. You need a 6'7", 3. You need a 6'8", 6'9", 4. And you need a 6'10", 6'11", 5. And probably a 7-footer. Just to kind of space things out. That's Does he go to the Knicks? What do they need to do? They've got Mitchell Robinson out there. My guess is no. But I really like Tyus Jones. I don't even know what to make of this new, these new styles of the NBA that's evolving throughout, like minute to minute. This is, this is what we call a developing situation. So my first gut instinct is no. Looking back, who was the worst free agent signing of the 2021 season? Man, there's been some. I mean, the best one that comes to mind is probably Fournier. Fournier. Four years, $78 million? Good. I mean, Boston just dodged a bullet. Didn't they have to give a lot away for Evan, too? Like, they got a TPE exception, but, like, I think they gave up multiple picks for Evan Fournier? Let me see real quick, because I said this is cold. This is me cold. Yeah, two... Celtics send Knicks two draft picks in Evan Fournier sign and trade. Yeesh! Yuck! Yucky! Um, so that's bad. The Knicks knew, they knew when they chose Evan Fournier over Reggie Bullock, that was a bad, I mean, pretty fast. He was a huge disappointment. He doesn't play any f- defense. He's so streaky. The only time he's elite is in the, in the Olympics. In France, not even in like, it's like Rudy Gobert and him. Come on. Kemba Walker, really bad too. Two years, 18 million, that was destined. I mean, both Nick signings. Ugh. Tibbs never wanted him. He's not healthy. He just doesn't play defense. He's a negative a million when he's on the court. God, I love Kemba too. And it's like I love Kemba, but he's a shell. That was bad. Taylor Horton Tucker, pretty bad too. Three years, thirty million. Ugh. He could add Kyle Lowry, which, by the way, probably not good now in hindsight. I don't even know. Man, they turned down Kenrick Williams and Mike Muscala. I mean, just ugh. Duncan Robinson, five years, ninety million. No playing time now. Five years, ninety million. Could I get some of that? Like, I want to be able to get paid $90 million to do nothing. Like, to just go to practice. Like, I would do prep. I would create research documents for the league. Like, do stuff, you know. Like, hey, Tyler Hero, this is your assignment. Like, there's some film for you. Like, let me pl- play in the, like, scout team. I would do scout team for $90 million. 
Hands down the worst money spent in the offseason. Jesus Christ. Zach Collins, three years, $22.5 million. I could have told the Spurs that wasn't going to work. But any Blazer fan knew that wasn't going to work. This guy is nobody. God, the Spurs are having a bad, bad couple of years. Josh Primo, what a f- scrub at 12. That, that's just a ricochet shot. It has nothing to do with the free agent signings. Moving on, next contract, next question. Marcus Smart recently said, We go as I go. Are you serious? This is a real quote. I'm the heart and soul of the team. My teammates tell me that all the time. I try to be that for them. The energy I bring is contagious. I try to bring that every game. Are you ready, Trista, to admit you're wrong about Marcus Smart? Wow. Ah. God, I just don't want to. I really don't want to. Yes, I guess I am. I guess I am. The I I didn't know that the Green Lantern was the review in 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 Boston, but I think that's a sick nickname for Marcus Smart now. I think we need to call him the Green Lantern, the super villain. Wasn't the Green Lantern a villain? Good guy? Good guy. He's a super superhero. He played what? What is his name? Um, he was in D.C., right? Ryan Reynolds played him. I think Marcus Smart would, with his green hair would be a tremendous Green Lantern. Like, what a name for someone who's the heart and the soul. I light up this place. So, I'm deflecting. The answer is, I guess. I guess. I hate it. This is one of those times where it just feels like the take went so wrong. He's a chucker, though, though, isn't he? Like, and a flopper. But it's true. The team feeds off of him, and they are about to win a championship with Marcus Smart as their point guard, and he's not even, like, a true point guard. So good for him. Yes, TikTok. Yes, Twitter. I was wrong. I was wrong about Marcus Smart, and I won't ever say it again. So this is the last time that I'm going to bring this up. You guys don't get in my mentions again. All right. That's all the time that we have for this heat check, whatever. So that's all the time. We'll be back whenever. This That question sucked. That was a terrible question. Whoever wrote that, I don't even know where you found that quote. Seems like fake news to me. Anyway, we'll be back probably Wednesday or Thursday. Follow us on TikTok at This Heat Check and, you know, all the places. Trista Crick, Trista underscore Crick, T-R-Y-S-T-A. Ugh. All right, we'll see you guys. We'll see you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.